All the balls. All the balls. All the balls. All the balls. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the inaugural episode of All the Balls. My name is Jack. I'm Caleb. And what we're here to do is just dribble shit about rugby league, all aspects of rugby league, the good, the bad, and most certainly, the ugly. Yeah, we're doing a three-episode series running over the team lists and a season preview of all the teams. Today we're going to be doing the bottom six, where we think they're going to finish on the ladder at the end of the year. And unfortunately, for my good friends from the St. George Delora Dragons, we have you finishing at the bottom. No matter how many times Ben Hunt wants to tell me that he wants to stay at the Dragons, I'm 95% sure that there is a board of director with a pistol in the back of his head. <laughs> yeah, Flano's up to his old antics. He's, uh, he's holding a gun to the back of his head, that's for sure. Um, we've got a couple of topics we're going to talk about. First, we'll run through the team list. Uh, I think they are stupid if they don't try Lomax at fullback for the first at least half a set. Ten rounds. Ten rounds. 100%. Lomax has the potential to do a Joey Manu for the Warriors. Oh, not Warriors. The Kiwis, my bad. (laughs) And do his 400 metres a game, take his 20 carries, and really be the backbone to their attack. Because at the moment, Ben Hunt is a small-statured man. He cannot do everything on his own. You know, he's, uh, he's, he's getting there in age... Good old Benny Hunt, and uh, he hasn't had any help the whole time he's been at the Dragons, unfortunately. All the Dragons fans, they they had a bit of a whinge when he said he wanted to leave, and I just I just reckon it's so unfair. Like the Dragons, like board of directors or whatever, they have been shocking. They don't sign anyone. Any like their whole team is just average. Yeah, look, he needed help in the half. There was nothing going on. They had Bud Sullivan, who I think is a magnificent prospect. And they thought, you know what the best position for him is? The Tigers 5-8. <laughs> I have no idea why they would let him go. He's such a live wire. He's got such good attacking upside. Yes, he has a bit of his deficiencies in defence, but that's what your back rollers are there for. Your back rollers are for to look after the little boys and make sure they're all good in defence. Yeah, um... Right, so we got Lomax at fullback. Obviously, like we think that Lomax should be starting for at least, I'd say, ten rounds. Ten rounds. Like if he's not, if he's really not helping, then I mean, you could try Sloan back there, but that's beating a dead horse, really. I think he just he just doesn't have it at the moment. I don't know if you play him on the wing. He he doesn't want to do the hard work, and uh, I just you just need to be able. You need to get in, and do some gritty work at fullback nowadays. I think like. If I'm being 100% honest, Dragons aren't making the finals. This is a rebuilding or retooling year. Yeah. Give Lomax the keys to the attack. Put him at fullback. Give him a full season. There will be some growing pains, but it's not going to do anyone any good if you chop it and change it every few rounds. Give him the season to gel with the outside backs. Give him the season to gel with Ben Hunt. And let's see if he can stop their attack being just so stagnant. Yeah, exactly. So we've got Lomax at fullback. Obviously, Ravalau, number two, he's a pretty much a stalwart in that team now. Um, Surly at number three. Jack Bird said he wants to play centre at full uh, in the off season. Flano played him at centre when he was at the Sharks, and he had a good. He played well there. So I think Bird's going to be at number four. Uh, the other wing spot. What do you reckon about that? They just signed Tui Pilotu, I believe his name is from Manly. Big Islander boy, likes to run the ball hard, hits hard. I'd give him the crack on the wing. You could give it to Sloan, but I think Sloan really needs time to develop at fullback. 
And I think the perfect place for him at the moment is reserve grade, where he can make his mistakes. He's obviously an ex- exceptional attacking prospect, but he's just got so many little mistakes in his game that reserve grade is the place for him to be. Dude, I, I literally watch him. Like, this is not... Like, it's negative towards him, but I watch him and I just think... He just has he just has so many plays where he just doesn't have any effort. It just it it astonishes me. It's really crazy. Like obviously, uh, through the younger grades, like the Dragons team used to beat the Penrith teams that were coming through. Like the Dragons team were that team, but I don't know. I don't know if Sloan just because they were in such a good team, he expected it to be the same in the NRL, which it's clearly not. You see players come up like, to the NRL all the time, and they struggle. And I just, yeah, he, he really needs to put in the work to get that spot for me. Yeah, if I'm watching the, watching Sloan play, he looks for the glory plays. He wants to be on the outside, trying to burn that inside defender, which he can do because he's one of the fastest kids I've ever seen in my life, unlike myself, but that's a story for another day. Well, he's got working knees, mate. He does have working knees, but his heart pumps a bit harder <laughs> than mine does at the moment. And I well. don't think his knees click every time he runs either. No, no, but we're beating a dead horse there. We all know about my um, attacking deficiencies. But what I do have is the effort play. So if Sloan ever needs a hand with that, go for gold. Because what he needs, he needs to be able to do the little one percenters. And if he does the one percenters, those plays that he excels at so much will come. But at this stage, he just all he wants to do is attack, attack, attack. He doesn't want to put his body on the line for the benefit of the team. Yeah, uh, yeah, completely agree. Uh, we got, at six, we reckon Flano will be there. Obviously, there was talks that he was going to be at Hooker, but I think that was before Volkman just got absolutely fucked over by two separate NRL teams. Uh, so, I think Flano's got it there. Yeah, all the talk in the off-season was Volkman sliding straight into that number six. He has been killing it for the Warriors in reserve in the last couple of years. I was really, really excited to see how he would develop... Bo- Alongside Hunt, unfortunately, his shoulder didn't want to play the game. So flat, there's no real choice but for Flano to slide into that six role. Yeah, yeah. So we got, I uh, mean, Hunt at seven, that's a given. Blake Laurie, absolute weapon last year. I loved watching him play last year. Yeah, 100%. His best season in first grade by a country mile. If he can c- consistently do those hard yards in the middle and get this pack going forward... I see no reason why he can't be pushing for a blue spot, but he is the heart and soul of this Dragons forward pack. If he's not moving forward, nobody's moving forward. I mean, look at the team. They, First of all, they literally struggle in anything to do, in anything in the middle. Like They just have no go forward. The, he has no help, and he had that good of a season last year. Like I, I, just, I reckon he should be pushing for a blue spot. Like a squ- in the squad at least, I reckon he should be brought in if he has a good year this year. Obviously, Jacob Little at hooker. Uh, they don't. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they don't really have many options there. No, it was gonna be Little and Flanagan playing in the hooker role, fifty-fifty, probably about I'd say about fifty minutes, thirty minutes. That kind of split just to give Little that bit of a break because when he he has a good running game, he just never really gets to use it. But yeah, at this stage, just looking like Little will be an 80-minute hooker. But we'll see what kind of squad Flano wants to play around with, get his um, rotations going. Mm. Um, we've got 
Francis Molo at 10. Uh, Jaden Sewer at the, at, in the first back row. Dan Russell. DeBellin, well, I mean, he was one of the best players in the team last year. Uh, I love everything DeBellin does, really. He's just he's just a workhorse, really. It's, it's good to see him back in the game. Uh, 14, we've gone a bit out of pocket. We've, we've heard some rumours. His name is... Connor Mulheisen, I believe. He is a hooker coming through the ranks. So he would be the kind of guy to give Little a break. I'm not too sure what the goal is with that. But at this stage, if they're going to have a backup hooker, he'd be the guy. It just depends if Flano wants to go with his 80-minute hooker and have four forwards coming off the bench to give the boys like the Bellin, Laurie and Molo a break or if he wants to have... Yeah. Depends on really what he wants to do. It's up to him. See what he wants to do with those rotations, as I said before. Yeah, so we reckon it's going to be either Connor Molheisen or uh, Eisenhuth, who just came back from... Where, where did he come from? He came from Melbourne. He was kind of the guy who slid into yeah. anywhere. He can play in the back row. He can jump into hooker if necessary. I probably wouldn't if I could avoid it. He can slide into centre. He can, he's kind of the handyman. But yeah, I if it was up to me, I'd have Molheisen have that first crack at the 14 and see if he can just give a bit of spark when the top middle forwards get a bit tired. But yeah. Yeah, we got Harm Sele, uh, Faitala Mariner, the captain of the Bulldogs, who uh, finally found another club. And Toby Couchman, on uh, that's the one to seventeen. We've got a couple of topics we want to talk about. Um, I mean, first of all, we've already slightly touched on it, but the Lomax and Sloan debacle. I, I mean, I've said it before. I just really don't think they should, they should let Lomax waste away at centre or wing again for another season. Uh He's just got so he's got too much talent. I mean, he played fullback like a couple of times last year, and he just killed it. He's getting the ball like it was like tough. It had like twenty plus runs. Like he was just absolutely doing, putting in the work, which they're not used to with Sloan at fullback. No, hundred percent. Lomax, his work rate drops a lot when he's in the centres. He coasts a bit, in my opinion. He's got all the attacking upside in the world to be one of the top fullbacks in the comp if he were to apply himself. Like, the ability he has to get on the outside of his man and that little flick pass out to the centre or to the wing, because of the uh, because of his attacking prowess, defenders are drawn to him, so he's able to get that overlap to get up, get on the outside for Bird to get to Ravo or get Tui on the outside because they are such strong finishers and they just need options for them to open up, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and like... It's one thing that the Dragons obviously struggle with is they they really struggle getting out of their own end. And I feel like if you have a fullback like Dylan Edwards, who who else plays like like Teddy has a lot of runs. He he just it just helps so much. It takes the pressure off the forwards. Like they already have very they have thin forwards. Like they're thin in the forward pack and I just don't think they should be doing as much work as they were last year. As I said before, Lomax at a fullback, he reminds me so much of how Joey Manu plays for the Kiwis. He's just always wants the ball in his hand, wants to set up as much as he possibly can. And like I could easily see him being the kind of fullback to take. He's 20, 20 runs a game, hitting that 200-meter mark easily, setting up a couple of tries a game, just kind of breaking the game open, 
which is what they solely lacked last year. Sloan is still so young. He's just so hit and miss. And poor Benny Hunt. He must be so knackered every game. He does so much for this team. And I just, I hate to see him floundering around at the bottom. Yeah, um, I mean, it's telling when you see Ben Hunt pull the Queensland jersey on and hanging around with even just like shots of him at training. You just, he just, you can't wipe the smile off his face. He's hanging around people that actually want to play footy, unlike the Dragons the last couple of years. Hundred <laughs> percent. But in saying that, it's a big saying where I feel he's not even the person I feel most sorry for at the moment. Poor Carl Flanagan, young up and comer for the Sharkies got thrown under the bus for yeah. the Roosters when they couldn't make that deep run in the finals. Goes to the Bulldogs, plays every position but front row. <laughs> now he's in this dragon side, playing in the position he wasn't even signed for, with his dad as the coach. The press just reads itself. If he has a couple of bad games, I can just see front page of Daily Telegraph saying the only reason he's playing is because he's daddy's little boy. I hope he can pick it up. It's a lot of pressure, but he is good enough when he wants to be good enough. It's just whether or not him and Ben Hunt can gel. I have been reading that they want Flano to be more of the director of the team, get the team around the park. That way Ben Hunt has more options to run because he is such a damaging runner. People tend to forget how good he was in the Broncos when he first came in, leading them to that grand final. That little show and go with the fan, he's got such a good burst of speed. I just miss it. I miss it. He's just such a good player. And I just, I hope either the Dragons can find some success soon or he, him and them make a deal and he goes somewhere else. I mean, as a Titan supporter, I would love for him to come up and uh, play a couple of seasons there. I really would. Um, you could even, I could see a scenario where there's a couple of young halfbacks coming in. If they want to do a win now move, you got that Weaver kid who's playing real well in the juniors. The Dragons would kill to have a young half that they could develop next to Flano or even if Volkman when he comes back. Just They're just kind of in no man's land at the moment. I'm just not sure what they're going to do. I am looking forward to seeing how Seward comes on. I've heard he's had a real big preseason. He's getting rid of all those little mistakes in the game. Hopefully we don't see him getting sent off for stupid bloody high tackles and shoulder charges. He needs to find that balance between aggression and stupidity. Yeah, he is one of those players, you know, like, it seems like predominantly lock and back row. There's so many players like that. Victor Radley, he's only just started to clean his act up, but he also, ever since he started that, he, uh, I feel like he hasn't been playing as good as he usually does. I feel like he thinks it's affecting his play. Yeah, it's real. it's a real tightrope to walk on from being the leader of that pack and starting off with the intensity and getting everyone on the front foot and getting everyone hyped up to make those big plays, get on the front foot and roll over. But the second that arm or that shoulder touches that chin, you're sitting down for 10 minutes and you just put your team on the back foot and the Dragons can't afford to be on the back foot. I do feel like Flanagan's identity is their grit and grind. You know, those Sharkies boys back a few years win the comp. They just get into the niggle. They get into the grind. Their forward pack would just roll out their sleeves, do all the dirty work, and the amount of close games they were able to win just through their determination and effort was beautiful to watch. I just If the Dragons are going to make any head road this year, I think that's how they have to play. Yeah. They need someone to step up in the middle. I mean, obviously they've got Blake Laurie, and he, he really stepped up last year. I feel like he's going to do the exact same this year. 
their back rows need to step up. Jack DeBellin does a lot of work, but you know they just need help. But what do you think about Dan Russell? Dan Russell, I didn't watch too much of the Dragons at the back end of the year, but from all accounts, he's one of their best players. It's a really nice hole, and if fantasy's anything to go by, he's a good player, good <laughs> strong player. So I think from the look of him, he's a big solid runner. Good defender. I don't see why he can't just kick on. Yeah. And if he does, you've got Fytala Mariner from the Dogs. Conflicting stories on what happened between Dogs and Mariner. He says he wasn't pushed out, but who really knows? He's a really good addition, good veteran leader. And if he can stay healthy, he's a very handy addition to a team that desperately desperately needs all the help they can, they can get. Yeah, well, you know, all the top teams, all the teams with the best attack, all of them have... At least one back row that just absolutely that chimes in a lot in their attacking plays, and you know running good holes. I mean, look at the Sharks; they've got probably one of the best, arguably the best attacking sets in the game, and they've got, in my opinion, he's probably the best hole runner I've ever seen in Britain, Nicara. It's a big call. I, he, I don't disagree. I do. Oh, he is so good. Like I, I love watching him run holes. It's ridiculous. Like I would. He is not the biggest body, but he just breaks so many tackles because he's running like a hundred miles an hour at that ball. I hundred percent agree. But if we get start talking about back holes, like watching hole run holes, I don't think we're ever going home. <laughs> so I can see Sua taking that line. He's a big body. He's got a good offload. He hits those holes nicely. It's just whether or not he can stay on the field. Suspensions have been killing him this year. Not this year, the last couple of years. He seems to have picked up his game. He's one of the veteran boys. He's not that old, but he's been playing this sixth or seventh year, I believe, in the NRL. He was really good for the Broncos, really good for the Rabbitohs. Just needs to take that next step and be a real leader for the Dragons. Yeah, yeah well, I think he's going to be... If he starts, you know... Chiming in more in their attacking sets, I think it will make their attack, you know, like, flow better. I mean, the Dragons look so, like... Stagnant. They did. They look stagnant in attack. Like, you'd see Benny Hunt, like, he'd get the ball four four or five times a set sometimes, and they could not do anything. Like, it's... It was... Almost, it was very hard to watch last year, I've got to say. Like, like they do their block plays, but they, they love going out the back. Many times I saw Zach Lomax get the ball flat-footed, mm. trying to do those in and out, get the fender and get the flick pass. It doesn't work every time. When it does work, it's beautiful to watch. But I feel like having him out the back will just give them that extra spot um, in their attack. And having someone like Jack Bird in the centres, he's played every position he's played origin such a good ball player for such a big bloke i'd love to see him on the outside of rava i'm not sure what their plan is but i think a backline of hunt lomax bird and rava could cause some real problems because the amount of tries rava scored that he had no right to score just because he is such a big body it was just amazing to watch yeah i agree um yeah so basically Basically, for in my opinion, for the Dragons to excel this year, it it really lies on Lomax's form if they play him at fullback, regardless. But if they play him at fullback and he plays like we expect him to, I think that'll lift them up a little bit. I still just I don't see them getting off the bottom of the ladder. I really don't. 
I believe that this is the year that they find their identity. I think they will be real gritty. They will be in a lot of games. I'm not sure that they have the talent of the other top teams to compete, but I do hope that they don't get blown out as much. I can see a lot of games where the other team would have run away with it, but I think they'll have a crack and they'll be in most games, but I do see them finishing in that 13 to 17 ranking. And if I had to put my money on it, I think Mr. Valenis will be knocking on Flanner's door with a wooden spoon in about 10 months' time. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm i the same. I've got them in the 13 to 17 role, uh, rank. I I do think they're going to be last, unfortunately. I, if you ask me, I, am, I was surprised they somehow didn't get it last year. It just... Just shows how good Ben Hunt is. Yeah. Um, our next team we've got is the Tigers. Oh, I'm sorry for all you Tigers supporters. Uh, you've got yeah, you know you've signed a fair few people. You've got Luai staying next year. I don't see you doing that much this year. I I'm sorry. Uh, I'll I'll run through your one to seventeen. We've got Dream the Dream Buller at fullback, Junior Tupo, who you've for some reason let go for next year. Uh. Stafford Toa, Justin Olam, new signing. I feel like he's in for a big year this year. Uh, we've got uh, Alamelo. He's a um, rugby union guy. Played for the Chiefs, played for Canterbury in the Super Rugby. Real big, athletic. I'm not sure he'll start. If he doesn't, we've got Mr. Charlie Staines or Brent Naden who could easily fill in that role while he gets his feet running. But I think their best 17 is Mr. Ale Marlow, I believe his name is. I apologise if I've absolutely butchered that last name. Yeah, we've both butchered it. Um, on the other wing options, if this guy doesn't get the starting role and Charlie Staines or Brent Naden does, there is something severely wrong. I seriously think they are so bang average at footy. I do. Brent Naden is a big body. He's reasonably good under the high ball. He makes his metres. He's gone through stages where he has been an exceptional winger, good finisher, pushing his 130, 150 metres a game. I do think that they will start with either Naden or Staines, just as Mr. Ali Marlow. I'm going to butcher this name all day. I promise I will find out the proper pronunciation. Will finish the season if he can get his foot up running. He's got the big Will Warbrick kind of union build, big, strong, athletic. It's just how his skills transfer over cross codes. But, yeah, I do think he is a good prospect. And Benji Marshall himself has said how impressed he is with him during the year. Yeah. Season, sorry. So, our team list we're running through, this is our... This is what we think the best 17 for the, for the season is going to be. So, we actually haven't seen Alamalo, sorry if I'm butchering that, play... In the in like play rugby league yet, but from what we've heard and what we've seen in Union, like he is a gun. Like he 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 really sh- like I mean, wing is the easiest spot to transfer from Union to league in my opinion. And uh, he is that little bit older. He is twenty seven, I believe. So it's a bit different to the Warbrick situation. Warbrick was a bit younger and a bit raw. I think give him a half a year in New South Wales Cup. I'm predicting big things for him. I think he will move his way into the 
onto the wing at mid-end of the year. So that a rugby league could be anything from you, mate. Rugby league guru could be anything. Um, that far just yet. <laughs> uh, at six, we've got the great Bud Sullivan. I mean, I, I friggin' love this guy. I really do. He is a gun. And, he, like, as we, we've, we spoke about it earlier, he was so underutilised that the Dragons... He's a halfback, and the Dragons... Wanted to play him at every position but halfback. Um, I mean, I just absolutely love him. And him with, at seven, we reckon Caesar, like, that could change. But, I mean, him with a halfback that knows how to control the game isn't necessarily a star star player, but Bud will be able to do whatever he wants, really, at 5'8". Caesar is the... It's just keeping the jersey warm for when Luai jumps in next year. Mm-hmm. I really think they're going to work on getting Bud comfortable in first grade, whether he plays six or seven. I see him more as a six, just with how his running game is. I remember watching him last year against the Tigers in Magic Round. He's just so electric. He's got that such that good change of speed, great footwork. Yes, he's a small body, but I think with the Tigers pack, I think they'll be able to mask that enough. We'll go over the rest of that team list in a quick moment, but I think he'll have his ups and downs this year, but I think it'll be good for him. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, having one of the best running 5'8s of all time yeah. as his head coach, you could do worse things. Oh, definitely. I like. Obviously, Bud is not on the, on the level of Benji at the same point in their career, but Bud is a running half. Benji, I mean... We don't need to really talk about how good he was. He was absolutely amazing to watch. One of the best running halves, as Jack just said. He's got a great mentor there. It is a good. It is a very good start. I just. I hope they give him a full crack. He's gonna have his ups and downs. He's a very electric player, which electric players always have their mistakes in their game. I just really want them to just persevere with him and give him that full crack in the halves next to Caesar who has been in England for the last few years. But I do remember his days with Gold Coast. He's just such a calm player. Good kicking game. will get you around the around the park. He's a that little bit older, which is why I believe he's on a one-year deal, which is really... It's just good. It gets him that year back in first grade. If they want to re-sign him, more than welcome to. If not, Luai's in to clean swap. Yeah, well, you know, Caesar, he was great for the Gold Coast and he had, you know, his best year. He's one of... Two halves now in the past 10 years that has had their best season for the Gold Coast and we uh, let him go to the Raiders, which is just great to see. We just decide to give any player that has a good season for us, we just give away. Anyway, I won't get on to that. Mate, we have plenty of time at the back end of this to go over Gold Coast and then we go for Gold Coast. <laughs> I will leave the floor to you. I'll go out of the room. I'll let you have your rear. Okay, we got... Uh, Stefano Utui Kumano. Utukumano. Yeah, that one, yep. Uh, we've got him at number eight, obviously. He's was in the Origin team last year. He's a weapon. He's only young. He's he's gonna kill it. Like he's gonna keep getting better. He's he should do he should move up in uh he should go do better this year, I think. Um he's got uh, you know, a bit more help. His halves are definitely better, let's just say that. Um, so we got him at number eight. Obviously, Appy at number nine. He's obviously going to orchestrate the team. He pretty much any game that they won last year, 
I, I feel like was wholly and solely due to Apicorosau. Uh Clement, number 10, obviously. Isaiah Papali'i, number 11, and Bateman there. They're just set in stone then. Okay, at lock, we've got Pole, who... Yeah, he came through the ranks last year. Really good work rate. I really do think he's going to have a good year this year. Just needs someone strong in the middle. He's going to take those tough carries, defend well. That's all they really need from them, just to help them get that go forward with that with Clemmer and Uti. I do really like their pack at the, at the moment. I think they can win plenty of forward battles. It's just all about consistency and then the development of obviously Stefano and Fanua, I believe his first name is. Yeah, very well said, mate. Um, we've got at your number 14 utility role, we've got De Silva, uh, Kapoa at 15, Seafarth at 16, and Alex Twilight at 17. Um, now, our points we wanted to talk about the Tigers. Obviously, Jareem Buller had a... I mean, he had an amazing year last year. He was one of your... He was one of your shining lights in a in a bad year, like which doesn't need to be said. What we've seen in the past is a lot of, like, young rookie players that kind of have breakout seasons... Then next year, they tend to die off. And it seems worse for the people that are following that team because they expect them to improve. But it doesn't always happen. He's only young. you got to understand, like, before last year, he was going to America to, like, play basketball. Like, he stopped playing rugby league. And then he came back because and played with Greg Inglis or something like that. I think that's the story. Yeah, so Inglis has come in this year with... Benji to mentor him, which is really good because, as you said, yeah, he wasn't playing that much footy. He got given the crack. He excelled. He's such a live wire with his running game. Just the ability to evade tackles and people. Like, I watched him fend off Tino about 34 times before scoring that try against Gold Coast, which is one of the craziest things I've seen. It's just now that he's not such an unknown, teams are going to target him a bit more, put him under a bit more pressure, see how he handles it. He's got one of the best fullbacks to ever live mentoring him, I think he'll do better. There's just that that chance that he kind of regresses a little bit. It's just how Benji manages that and helps him develop. Yeah. Exa- to, sorry, keep going. No, you go. He's just that development. Nick can't... His confidence will be... He's such a confidence-based player. If you throw him back in reserve grade, it's going to... I can see a world where it just shoots all confidence down and he has to rebuild up, up again, which is what we don't want. We want the progression... And he can fit in nicely with someone like Bud, I believe. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the worst things that I've seen a club do is what the Tigers did last year. Before they got Dream Buller in there, they literally were changing fullbacks every week. Like, that is... It's a terrible way to run the club, if you ask me. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I think they he is their long-term fullback. He's so young still. I don't see a reason why you drop him. He will go through some growing pains, but you don't get your star marquee signing till next year. I don't see the point chopping and changing. Give him this year to develop with Bard, with their centers like Toa. I think Toa is an absolute superstar. I don't see a world where he gets dropped. It's good to build those connections. So when Luai comes next year, all those connection formations are already together. And it's just sliding away, which I think he is that good of a player. 
that he'd be able to fit seamlessly with these guys. Yeah, I agree. I think I honestly think Luai's going to have a huge year next year. Uh, a lot of people doubting whether or not he can run a team because he's had arguably... I mean, he's literally on the track to be the best halfback of all time, arguably one of the best players of all time. Um I don't have that much doubt in him. I really don't. I, I honestly think he is an extremely good player. And, you know, a lot of people don't like his antics. I am one of them. It took me a little bit to get used to him. But, I mean, like, who like who cares? He is a great player at NRL. And you've seen him. He's led Samoa around. Yeah, like, exactly. I was on the fence with Luai. It's super easy to do that when you watch Cleary absolutely dominate the game. Luai was with Penrith. Luai chimes in and does his spots, which he's very good at. But watching him lead Samoa to that final was just brilliant to watch. He's just the occasion never seems to bother him. Yeah. He's gonna play the. He's gonna play his game whether he's playing local reserve grade footy or he's playing in a grand final. And you have to say, since he's been in the NRL, his worst season has been losing to Melbourne. And if you give them 10 more minutes, they'd probably win that game. Exactly. I mean, I'm going to get it up in a second. I heard someone talking about how many games has lost. I'm pretty sure he's literally, he's got over an 80% win percentage in the NRL, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, I mean... You- you see, you watch Samoa in the Pacific Championships this year, and without Luai, they, I mean, let, let it be known, they had Stephen Crichton at 5'8", who is a very good player, and they did nothing in the Pacific Championship. I will say, it'll be very, very interesting if Bud has a very up-and-down season, and Caesar is really, really setting the water light, getting that team around. Because who knows if they want Luai at 6, want Luai at 7... It's a real big year for the halves. They're both playing for a first-grade spot next year. Okay, I've got it up. In the NRL, since Jerome Luai has joined, he has played 107 games. He has won 88 of them. That is ridiculous. That is a man that doesn't know how to lose. (laughs) Yeah, that's insane. Um... (laughs) (laughs) That's just club land. Like, and there's still a full season of Penrith together to add to that. Yeah, yeah. I will say I applaud the fact that he's willing to take on this challenge. Yeah. Tigers have not played finals footy since 2011, I want to say. I trust your judgment, mate. Losing to the New Zealand Warriors in the semi-final. You do know the uh, NRL centennial book off by heart. so Yeah, that's I what happens you. when you have an early childhood with no friends. You learn to love the game of rugby <laughs> league. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's he's a beast. I, like, seriously, for a couple, like, the last couple of years, even, like, I'd, I'd, when my team came up against him, whether it was Queensland or the Gold Coast Titans, I, I mean, I couldn't stand him. Like, I, he annoyed the hell out of me on the field. Even some of the stuff he did off the field, but... You know, I have really learned to appreciate... I've been teaching myself. I've learned to appreciate great players when they're here. And I I've got to, I, I respect the hell out of him for going from probably the best team we've ever seen to one of the worst teams in recent history. I do agree. I don't have that same issue. 
I cannot remember the last regular season game I watched where Parramatta lost to Penrith. So <laughs> we have those numbers. Yeah. It was weird. The um 2022 final series is a bit of a blank for me. I remember the semi final, the prelim, but. Either weeks, either side, I've just got no yeah. idea what happened. Yeah, you just forgot that, eh? I do remember seeing Jay Garth score a couple of tries, so <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming it went well for Paramount, <laughs> but I don't want to find out because i got a good picture in my mind and I don't want it ruined. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Okay, so yeah, Bullis... Uh, we were talking about Bullis' second, se- second season syndrome. Um, I, I trust in Benji and Greg Inglis to... Give him enough support. Um, give him enough support and, like, obviously, assistance that he needs to continue growing in his career after his breakout season last year. It's just so much harder when teams know that you're good. Um, but anyway, I, I do trust in him. I think he will have his moments. It'll be a bit of a learning curve for him, but I think he'll be better for it in the long run. Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. Real question is, what are they going to do with Dewey when he gets back? That is... That's huge. I like, don't think he's a 5'8". Well, neither do I. Like, him at 5'8 is, in my opinion, like Joey Manu at 5'8", and that might be controversial, but Joey Manu at 5'8", with Teddy at fullback, who last year Teddy didn't know how to pass a ball, um, was complete... Like, he just... Their attack was terrible. And Dewey... Okay, Luke Brooks was his halfback last year. Dewey was the 5'8 for however many games he played before he did his ACL again. Did his ACL in, like, I want to say middle of the year? Yeah. I feel like it might have been against Parramatta. I, I think it was. Um, I think we won that game. Yeah, well, probably. It was versus the Tigers. Um, That's not saying much. Parramatta aren't very good. Uh, anyway, so Dewey... He's too much of a runner. I just feel like he is too much of a runner. I feel... You know what? This is actually a good shout, right? I know their back rows are insane, but who do you put... Like, I feel like he's a centre, right? Yes, I agree. I think a 5'8", who passing game is essentially... No disrespect, he's doing a lot better than me. Double pump, either... Cut out ball or that short ball. Yeah, he's that good of a runner. He can get on the outside of that person, and that double pump is so much more effective when it's a two on one. A hundred percent. But but this is the issue that they have, right? I know Tupu's going. Uh, Tupo is off to Manly next year. Redcliffe. Redcliffe, of course. Yeah. Um. So he's off to Redcliffe next year. Their centers right now are Staffordshire and Juzzy Olam. Right. Okay. So. Honestly, I think Olam's in for a big season, first of all. He had an off-season last year, but if you watched Melbourne play, they had an off-season last year, if you ask me. Um, the fact that they made top four last year, like, I, I like Melbourne. The fact that they made top four, it amazes me. We'll get to that later. I will Olam, say, yeah. sorry, I've been watching Olam play rugby league since he's days with the Falcons. He is such a tenacious runner and such a good defender. He was off last year, but I am 100% sure that he's gone into this season with the Tigers with a massive chip on his shoulder. Oh, 100%. And I can't see him not having a bounce-back season. And I think he'll be a good mentor to all these young outside backs that Tigers currently have. Do we know how long Olin was signed for? I'm going to say two years, but... 
I am not 100% sure on that one. Once well, again. if it's more than, like, it's obviously more than one year. A uh, three-year deal. Okay, so he's going to be that there. Does get him up to, what, he'd be 32? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, so, regardless, he is signed for three years. So he's going to be there for next year. And, I mean, if he has a good season this year, you're not dropping Justin Arlen. I think Stafford Toa has a lot of potential. He literally made Valentine Holmes, in my opinion, one of the best cent- defending centers in the comp. He's absolute bitch in one of those games last year. Like he made him look over his, like not. He made him look like a child last year. But in saying that, he didn't do anything after that game. Like I don't understand how you can play that well against a player of that talent and not kick on. He was very up and down. In my opinion, if I was Jareem Buller, I'd be making sure I started the season very strongly. Yep. I can see it being a lot easier of decision for Mr. Benji Marshall to slide Dewey into that number one and keep the centres as they are. Yeah, I, I agree. Could you see Dewey play at the back row? No. I think he is a one, three, or six. Yeah, okay. I think he... Is a bit, he's lanky, yeah, he's very lanky, but there's not that much size on him at the moment. No, he's thin. He's th- he's just such a good runner. He's such a, I think he can be a top, top tier centre. He, you know who he reminds me of? It's Whiten. He reminds me of Whiten. I can see that, yeah. I think Jack Whiten's obviously a slightly better 5'8". I, I don't, I've never thought he was a 5'8", but. Yeah, he had to. It took time. I think him playing so much fullback at the start of his career really yeah. helped his ball yeah. playing development. I think with Dewey, he went from being a second string fullback for the Bunnies to a centre. Played in the centres, got thrown in to a struggling Tigers team that didn't have that much attacking prowess. They had yeah, l- had a low confidence Luke Brooks. Yeah, who? He, yeah, he's had low confidence for ever since before Dewey was there. Yeah, I think I think it's a good start for both parties of Brooks and the Tigers to start fresh. I think Seas is such a seasoned player that I believe that he will control this team very well without getting too flustered. It will be very interesting to see what they do with Latu Finu. He is an exceptional talent coming from Manly. I don't know if there's room for him in first grade this year with Bud Caesar. And Dewey, but I do expect him a very strong cup year, and he'll be banging on that door to partner Luai in the halves next year. I mean, from the raps that we've heard from him, I I genuinely think he's okay. he's a talent. He's a talent, and he's gonna be he's gonna be getting there soon. I mean, he's he's not a he's not a scout or anything, but the rugby league guru he seems like he knows a lot about footy, and he watches he keeps himself up to date on all the reserve grades. Games, SG Ball, Howard Maths, blah, blah, blah. He genuinely thinks that Latu Finu, the only thing stopping Latu from being an absolute superstar is Latu Finu. He thinks that if he gets out of his own way, he will be a star. I think it will be a very strong cup year for him. Yeah. I, I hope that he can continue his development because I'm very excited to see what the future brings for Mr. Finu. Okay, our next team 
that we're going to talk about. Unfortunately, now I know all you Bulldogs fans are going to think that you're going to be in the top eight this year because you've signed Stephen Crichton. I completely disagree. Um, I'll run through the team list. Now, I'll remind you, this is what we think the best team possible for the whole season is, okay? There are a few ifs and buts in here. Now, we both genuinely think that if they've signed Stephen Crichton on such a big wicket, I know he's he is literally, uh, at the moment, he's the best centre in the comp. I think, like, what are you? What are you? I think he is. He he's he comes that, up with some massive plays. He's in that top tier. You obviously have your Manas, your Stags, your Herbies. I think your Campbell Grahams, but I think. He, okay, I'll I'll change what I say. I think Critter's the best big game center in the comp. You literally took the words out of my mouth. I agree. Yeah. yeah. In saying that, it will be interesting to see how he goes in a team not led by Nathan Cleary. I feel like Nathan Cleary is one of the best halfbacks of all time. It will be interesting to see how he goes with Burton, Lincoln back up from their junior days. But I am hopeful that he has a good start to the year. Yeah, 100% agree, mate. Um, I'll run through the rest of the team. Uh, on the wings, we've got Fox and Blake Wilson. Um, Blake Wilson played for the Noosa Pirates. Funny, uh, like, cool fact. Yeah, local legend in our areas. Uh, honestly, I didn't really know him when he was coming up through. No, but if anyone asks, me and him were childhood best friends, <laughs> and we'll just keep working with that. Uh, we got the centers. Okay, here's where it gets a little bit uh, tricky. Personally, we think Kiraz should be on one of the centers. He he is talented. Like he is so good. He was one of the shining lights of the Bulldogs last year, and. I think if you move him to centre, he's going to get more ball. He has got good... He's got good hands, bro. Like, he's going to kill it, I reckon. I think he'll be 100% be in the outside backs. Whether they chuck him on the out on the wing or in the centres, it's not really up to me, I guess. But I would personally start in the centres and go from there. Um. Yeah, me too. The other centre spot is... Where I don't know where the Bulldogs are going to go because they've signed Connor Tracy from the Sharks. I struggle to believe that Connor Tracy goes from, you know, a side that's made the top eight the last couple of years. They haven't won a finals game, but they are on the rise. And he wasn't getting a start, okay? I struggle to believe that he would leave that team where he wasn't getting a start, to join a worse team and not get a start. I agree. There's a few options out in the outside backs for the Doggies. I believe round one you will see Tracy with number three or number four on his back. And it's just it's completely up to him whether how he performs in the first, let's say, six, six weeks. Because I think the Bulldogs will be pushing to be a lot more competitive than they have been yep. in recent years. I agree. Uh, the other option there, obviously, is Bronson Jerry coming back from a four-year suspension. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's between those two for the centre spot, the last centre spot, in my opinion. Uh, at the 5'8", we've got Burton, obviously. Going to be good to see him hopefully open up this year. Halfback, we've got the great Toby Sexton. Um, I honestly think he's a good buy from them. Uh, he played pretty well last year when he got when he got there. Um, 
Uh, the props, we've got Liam Knight and Max King. Max King's obviously been there for a while. Uh, at hooker, we've got Reed Marnie. Back rows, probably the t- two of the best players in this team. We've got Viliami Kikau and Jacob Preston, who was absolutely amazing last year for the Bulldogs. Uh, at the lock, we've got Josh Curran, who I believe should be in that position. Um, number 14, the utility role, we've got Kurt Mann. Uh, the bench spots, we've got uh, all the other bench spots. Sorry. We've got Jake Turpin, Sam Hughes, Sutton, and, well, 18th man, we've got Tracy or Bronson Jerry, depending on who gets the centre spot. Yeah, I feel like the big topic that's been with the Dogs all off-season is their utility roles. They've signed Kurt Mann, Turpin, Drew Hutchinson. they got Jamin Salmon as well, who's also been one of the... Um, he's been a premier utility role for Panthers for the last couple of years. Really rounded out nicely as an edge forward. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what Serrano does with him. He is someone who wasn't in our 17. But I would not be surprised if round one you see him on the bench... I think you don't sign someone of Kurtman's stature if you're not going to play him as that 14, unless you want to play him a starting lock, but I think that makes Josh Curran's signing incredibly redundant because we saw how good he was with the opportunities with the Warriors. Obviously, with the emergence of Tohu Harris back, injury-free last year, he kind of dropped off a bit, but I think he's in for a big year. Turpin and Drew. Drew's come out and said that he wants to get rid of the utility niche that he made with the Roosters. He wants to be pushing with that to that seven spot. I think they'll start with Sexton. I feel like him and Burton's combinations at the end of last year really started to flourish. They've had a full off-season together. I've heard really good things from Sexton. It just... It's tough to fit seven utilities into two spots. But I guess Gussie's got a plan. Doesn't want to let anyone else know, but I guess we'll find out in a few weeks. Well, if they win a premiership in the next few years, every team's going to be signed, every utility on the market, mate. Um, it's going to be seven Drew Hutchinson's <laughs> team. Um, I agree with you. I I really think Sexton coming into the team last year opened up Birdo, and since Birdo's joined the Bulldogs, we haven't seen him play as good as he can. I feel like he's it's a mixture of both he's he's felt the pressure but he's also trying to run a team as half coming from center um i just think he needs to open up he's a he's a fucking great runner of the ball like he needs pretty much i believe he needs what luai has at penrith that kind of assist like that kind of gameplay yeah 100% before sexton came in last year they had him in half they got decimated by injuries last year he was doing a lot with not much. I think it's his time to step up. He's showing what he can do. Spent all his juniors in the halves. Obviously playing centre with the Panthers, but that was due to the situation. You're not going to drop Luai, not going to drop Cleary. He's joined the Dogs to prove that he can be a starting half in this competition. I believe he can. It's just whether or not he wants to take that next step and be a true leader. He's got the talent. It's just whether he's got the need and want to win games. He should easily be... The best player on this team. I mean, he can kick the ball to space, but, um, you know, he can, like he just needs to be able to, to... 
he needs to let the pressure not affect him. I, f- I feel like that's what it is. I think with Sexton, he'll help. Sexton will run the team around, get everything set up. It'll help. I think Birdo having someone of the stature of Critter flying around the back. Yeah. Obviously, world-class attacker. He's proven every facet of the game. Take the pressure off him a bit. They just need to stay healthy. They got smashed with injuries last year, as I said previously. It's just whether or not him and Sexton can build on what they started with last year. They've had a full off-season together. I've heard Sexton's been barking. He's been giving his opinions to Serrano on how the team should be working. That's a very positive sign to him. It's just they're... In my opinion, their rebuild's been going for as long as I can remember. They've got the talent now. It's starting to start seeing results. I think this will be another building year. They could come out and make the top eight. I wouldn't be surprised. They could come last. I wouldn't be surprised. Who knows? They're in such a mixed bag. I agree. I I think the thing that will stop them from making the top eight is the the depth of their forwards. It's it's kind of laughable at the moment. Yeah, Max King. He's he's a goer. He's a goer. Liam Knight has been good when he's been healthy. I've heard he's had a good off-season. He's been health, relatively healthy. No real hiccups. We'll see how he starts the year. One injury changes that forward pack, I believe. Yeah, but we're optimistic here. Let's stop not being so pessimistic here, Caleb. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, one talking point that a lot of people have been trying to mull over is will Stephen Crichton be playing at fullback? I... I truly believe he should at least get a shot. Um, I don't see the point in signing someone. I know he is one of the best centres in the comp. I don't see the point in signing a centre on such a big wicket if you're not going to try him at fullback, especially with all the talks that were going on about it. Like, he... I, he has a lot of potential. If it doesn't work, they do have Blake Taff. They have Connor Tracy. Two people that can do the job at fullback. Not stars, but if Critter does hit his straps at fullback, they're a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, there's definitely going to be some growing pains. He did fill in for fullback in stages for Penrith, and he's got the running ability. The passing, it's a work in progress. He's definitely improving. Him playing in the halves for Samoa every now and then... Definitely would have helped that. I think, again, new club, new position, completely new situation than what he's used to. Yep. Definitely be some growing pains. But I do think the Bulldogs will be at their best with Critter at the back. And I think they need to give him the chance to make that jersey his own. Yeah, it's it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while to, uh, you know, get used to it for him. He's in a new team. He has played with the Penrith team for... <laughs> Who knows? Probably since he was about two years old. Um, you got to remember, Critter's kicking game arguably changed. Like, well, not arguably, it changed that grand final against the Broncos. Like, some of the kicks that he pulled off, just off the cuff, just were just ridiculous. Like, he has a kicking game. He has a developing passing game. His running game is insane. He almost scores every time you give him half a chance. Like, he is so talented. I can't see a world where he doesn't kill it at fullback. And even if his passing game is on the mend, getting better, you give him ball downhill, not many people stop him. He ran over half the Broncos in the score in that grand final. Like, he's just got that ability just to break tackles. I, I think it'd be... 
a bad idea, in my opinion. As much as I do like Taff, he's a good player. I think Crichton's the man for that one. I think that's what he stay signed him for. Yep. And I would be very surprised if, come round one against Parra, he's not at the back. He, um... He... Him, along with a lot of the other Penrith players, strike me as people who just thrive on the idea of challenge. And, like, you look at Luai going to the Tigers. You look at, you know, anyone... Like, Coruscant going to the Tigers. You look at anyone that... Like, I don't think they're just moving for money. I truly believe... They've had success. Critters won three champion, uh, three premierships in a row, right? He's been in four grand finals in a row. He's scored the game-defining try against the Souths in a grand final. He, he scored has, the game-defining try against the Broncos. Oh, he as did. Well. He he's done it all. I I truly think that like the those Penrith players like thrive on challenge and i think he's going to make this fullback spot at the bulldogs who have struggled the last few years he is going to like just bring a whole new level to his game i, I reckon he's going to kill it i do think he has the talent i think he will be a staple in not only this team i think the way he plays out the back for the dogs i think he'll be a stalwart in the new south wales team for years to come as well I do think it will help free up Burton. Yep. We have seen Burton at his best. It has been with Penrith. It has been with New South Wales. But when he has the necessary help around him, it elevates himself. I feel like he can be a big game player. It's just time to show it now. He's been with the Dogs for three years now. I think this is his third year. Yeah, third year. Third year. He's getting help every year. The team's getting better. They have a plan. It's time to put your money where your mouth is. And... Just kick on. There should be no more excuses here. I am concerned with their forward pack. I like their back row. I like Curran at lock. Max King's obviously a goer. I think Liam Knight will be in for a big year. It's just what happens after 25 minutes when the boys need a rest. I mean, look at their bench. I mean, this is our bench, but we believe that this is their best, the best options on the bench, right? Look, like... After 25 minutes, you're going to bring on, you know, Sam Hughes. Sam Hughes is a goer. He had a real good back end of the year. He still is. very young, still very young. Ryan Sutton, he's been around for a bit. Had some trouble with some injuries. I'm hoping he goes well, touch wood. But it's just the more injuries they get, who's going to jump in? I know they have a really strong junior development program. But are they ready for first grade? There's a big jump from SG ball to first grade. Like it's hundred percent. You can't just jump in and it be the exact same. The speed, the talent, it's just a whole nother level. Another one that we haven't really thought about. Their back rows are pretty light when it comes to depth. They are. I've heard a lot about Jamin Salmon as a back rower. I think he will slide in somewhere. Whether or not he gets our start in the first 17 it's tough because you've got man man's been sliding for Newcastle in that lock position he can jump in the backs he can jump in the halves and you've got your Turpins and your Hutchinsons who have been playing the Mr. Glue guys yeah. filling in when necessary but I'm not seeing any out and out back rollers who are going to slide in they obviously lost Vitala Mariner 
in the offseason. It would have been nice for him to stay. Obviously, I don't know what the situation is. It must have been something. It I mean, would have been something. That's done. It's happened now. We move on, but hopefully, if they can stay healthy all year, I think they can climb the ranks, but you just you're hoping on too much good fortune coming your way to make a real push. Yeah, 100%. I think they're relying a lot on their junior development, and I think a lot of this team will be different in five years' time. Yeah. Gus has a plan. We saw 2021. Don't think there's anyone from the team there that's playing here now. Yeah. So obviously they're changing over. All these deals, they're not stupidly long. I think a lot of them are of contract in 2025-2026. So it's a big couple of years for these doggies boys. I think the real X factor is Kikau. Mm. He was out a lot of last year. We've seen how much of a runnery, damaging runnery is. He just generates so much defensive attention. He's got that offload. He's got that fend. You can just picture him with three people hanging off him and Critter just running on the inside, getting that offload straight through. Oh, if this race, it's going to be a Panthers reunion. I'll see, <laughs> see bloody Brian Toto flying on the outside <laughs> soon, him and Critter. I bet they miss each other. Uh, well, uh, we've all heard... I mean, I've seen some videos. Critter's already the... He's already the dressing room guy at uh, the Bulldogs, walking around with the speaker. He's Luai at the Bulldogs. Oh, I did see there was this big American guy, about 6'3", 225 pounds, really good defensive attention, really good tackling technique. He is, unfortunately, currently the UFC heavyweight <laughs> champion, but I'm sure Gussie could pull some strings. Imagine John Jones down there, fend to the face of the half back in the corner. He's got the moves. I, I think it's a shout. He's 36 years old, but... I mean, wrestling's a, a critical part in, in the tackling uh, efficiency of every team, and uh, who better to get than John Jones? Oh, I did forget about that wrestling prowess. <laughs> At this stage, you probably should go to Melbourne. I yeah. Bellamy would get along real well. <laughs> Could have helped Kenny Smith with the Queensland team at this stage. Um, yeah. Another thing we've got to talk about is how uh, good old Bronson Sherry of uh, I Like Steroids uh, fame... Comes back. Look, he's been out for, what, four years at this stage? Five years? Hasn't been able to do anything. Can't, not even local loss tag. They have threatened to restart his suspension. He's in, crazy. He's in good shape. He's in really good shape. But there's a difference between fit yep. and game fit, I yep. think. It'll be best for his development if he starts in reserve grade. Just get his legs under him again. Get the feel for the game. We obviously saw how talented he was with the Sharkies. I think it'll take time, but luckily you got Tracy who fills in. I think Tracy is an absolute superstar. He's a weapon. He's I. If it's flabbergasting to me how he didn't get a run with the Sharks, I think it's his jersey to lose at this stage. I think he's in for a big first six weeks if they decide to go with him. I would honestly give him the first crack, and I would let Jerry. Build his fitness up in reserve game for the first couple of months of the season. Okay, if Sherry hits his straps in Reggie's right, whose spot does he take? How bad do the centers have to be? Let's say the first two months. Exactly. They're sitting 10th. I reckon they'll be mid-pack. Critter's finding his feet. Burton's getting a bit more confident. Yeah. Sexton's leading the team around. They've had no injuries. Preston's kicking on. Yeah. Do you really want to chop and change? Well, you don't. 
You don't like. I don't. I if don't. Tra- I don't see it. You see Tracy hitting all those lines. He's setting up his winger. Kiraz is kicking on like Kiraz will kick it on. You, you got to also bring into the fact that Connor Tracy is coming to a team where he has a starting spot. I mean, in our opinion, like he has a starting spot. He is going to do everything in his power to keep that spot. He is going to have a big year. I, and Jacob Kiraz is a weapon. Like, he he would have to do some pretty bad things to lose his spot, I think. He was pretty much one of their best players last year. How does Sherry break this squad? I just don't see it. I think if my name was Blake Wilson, I'd be making sure I had a really strong start to the true, year. True, true. I think at the moment he would be in most danger of losing his spot. Mm. He really impressed me last year. I think he's due for a strong start to the year. I think if he's struggling a little bit, he might be the guy they drop to give Sherry a crack. Oh. His name's always, always also like tainted. He played for the Noosa Pirates, who we don't like on this podcast. But um, yeah, he's probably the most prone to losing his spot there. Well, I mean, he's not going to take the spot off Fox, is he? Oh, no, nah, Fox is too good of a lad. He's, Fox has been there. He's won countless premierships. He's won his Origin Series. I think that... Yeah, I think that Wilson would be the odd man out, but I've been wrong before. He could come out all guns blazing. Kiraz could struggle a bit in the centres. I think he's best suited to wing, but I also think that he can... He can obviously do a job. Yeah, 100%. Um... Yeah, basically, do we have anything to talk about on the Bulldogs again? We've talked about B- Birdo needs to step up. Birdo he is, really does. He's the key man for the job. If he's going to get the kicking game good, I think people forget how good of a runner he is. I just feel like he feels like he can't run because he has to get he, everything else set up. Yeah, he has to he has to like direct the team around, which it really frustrates me watching them because like I just have flashbacks of him at Penrith, he's on the, the sweeping play at centre and he just absolutely burns whoever he's up against. He's such a weapon. Oh, we remember his first game for New South Wales, he was an absolute weapon. Oh, yeah. He's just up everywhere. I think he's in for a big year. I wouldn't be surprised if you're talking about him for 5-8 of the year. Dally M. I, I think he'll have a big year. If Sexton kicks on and gets everyone... Yeah, it's all... If he gets that team around, I think Burton will really step up. It's just how Spine goes. I also think it's a big year for Reedy. You've got a bit more help in dummy half this year. You see in games last year, he's just absolutely exhausted. He's doing so much work and he's too tough for his own good. I think having someone like Turpin who can play 20 minutes a game at the start of halftime, get Reedy in at the start, doing all his hard work, getting his carries in, getting everyone set up. Come back in that last half hour and yeah. really kick on. Yeah, I think it'll do wonders for him. If he's playing eighty minutes again, there's something wrong. No, you signed Turpin, you signed Hutchinson, you signed Man for these reasons. Yeah, I don't see a world where Serrano doesn't use them. He needs a break. He looked so haggard at the end of last year. Um, I. Who knows with the doggies? They could finish middle of the table. They could push for a top eight spot. I'm gonna have him in. I'm, I'm going to have them in... Oh, I mean, they're in my 13 to 17 bracket. I think they will be the top four of the bottom four. <laughs> That's how I think they'll finish up. But I think they will take the right steps. I think they're a step ahead of teams like the Tigers, who are also in that rebuilding I, phase. I agree. So I think in a couple of years, they'll be really pushing for a final, final spot. Yeah. Possibly top four, depending on how the development goes. I mean, look at... 
there's two teams that I know that Phil Gould's worked with in their juniors and developing their club as a whole, uh, and that's the Warriors and Penrith. Penrith, arguably the best team I've ever seen. Warriors just went from the bottom of the table to the top of the table last year. Not, not the bottom, but towards the bottom. Um, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to make clubs successful, and it's not a quick process. It's a side process. He apparently was started... Him and Ivan Cleary started building this Penrith team in 2012, apparently. Yeah, he came through Penrith. He did his five-year plan. Obviously, wasn't around for their five-year plan. But you obviously see the effects he's had. Doggy's junior systems are reaping it up at the moment. They're winning everything. They're really strong. You've got some really strong signings. You've got, obviously, Boyd Critter. You've got Burton the last couple of years with Kikau. Obviously, Preston pushing on. You're going... They're going in the right direction. I don't know if the right direction is all the way up this year, but it's definitely taking the right steps. I don't think they'll be taking a backward step this year. No, neither do I. It's not this year, but they're on the right... They Like you said, they're on the right track. It is very good signs that their team, their lower grade teams, did so well last year. Like when the Bulldogs had so many injuries, like and were just like struggling in the NRL. Their SG Ball and like Harold Matt's teams were undefeated. I think at that point in time, earlier on in the year. Well, even at the start of the year, reserve grade team was they were winning. They were winning their games. Obviously, things change with all the injuries they had. But, yeah. If they can stay relatively injury-free, I think they will be very competitive for the rest of the year. Yeah. yeah, They've got talent. They're on the up. They're on the up. Um, I'll take take some words out of the great Denning Kemp's uh, book. Stay patient, Bulldogs fans. Stay patient. Uh, We'll go to the Raiders next. At fullback, we have Chevy Stewart. I am not sure if he's ready for first grade yet, but I genuinely think he's the best option. Um, He is such a gun in reserve grade. He is so good. Um, On the wings, we have Xavier Savage and Jordan Rapana. Rapana, probably his last year this year. I don't know, but probably. Uh, at the centres, we have Ethan Strange and Tomoko. 5 uh, we have K.O. Weeks, who recently moved from Mel- uh, Manly, I believe. Yeah, he was back up fullback, back up half for Manly. Struggled in first grade. Got the talent. I think he will do a job. Whether or not he makes that jersey his own is completely up to how he wants to start the season, in my opinion. You've got a couple of suspensions in the outside backs for Canberra, which is giving him an opportunity to work with Fogarty. I think he's got the talent to make it work. Whether he does or not, we have to wait and see. Yeah, obviously, as Jack said, half-pack is going to be Jamal Fogarty. Big season for him. We'll talk about that soon. Uh, number eight, the great Josh Papali'i. Uh, nine, Zach Wolford. Ten, Joseph Tarpanair. Uh, the second rows, we have Elliot Whitehead and Hudson Young, obviously. At lock, we have Emre Gula. Uh, our benches, Tom Starling, uh, Zach Hoskins, and... We've got Mariotta, and we have Smithy. Smithy's is from England. 
Marriott to start this end of the year pretty strong to play with a reserve grade side. Obviously, Emre Gula at 13 is just while Horsburgh is out. Yep. Obviously, Horsburgh will slide straight back into that 13. I think that they are going to miss Whiten. I do. I think they have a slightly aging roster. I think Papali'i's minutes will diminish. We just need to find someone who is ready to take that next step and make it their own. Obviously, Hoskins from Canberra, uh, not Canberra, sorry, Penrith, really good hole runner, good work rate. I think there's a chance he takes the starting spot from Whitehead at the end. I don't think, I don't know how many years White has, has left. I think he runs out his contract and he calls it quits. When What's his contract? I, I genuinely think he's going to finish this year. Um, well, let's run it all the play. Like, if you asked me, I think Rapana is towards the end of his career. He's probably going to finish up I, this year. I'd say when his contract runs out, I think he runs out back to the state stands and becomes a livid fan. Livid fan, sorry. Yeah. Um, so we have Jordan Rapana, Papali'i. I genuinely can't see him going past this year. He has. Yeah, him and Rapana are in the same situation. I'd say when their contract runs out, I think they're going to call it. Obviously, we'll see what Sticky Ricky has to say to him. Yeah, I think White was such an integral part of their team for nearly a decade, maybe over a decade. I just, I think there's a lot of pressure on Fogarty. He's got a very inexperienced spine. Weeks played a handful of first-rate games for Manly. Chevy, a good runner of the ball, real live wire. I think he'll have some growing pains going into first grade. I just we'll see how they go. They've obviously got a very strong pack. Obviously, Tarpany's first class, Young's first class. Horsburgh really stepped up last year. It became that origin forward that he had the potential to be. We'll see how they go. Really like the look of Ethan Strange. Don't know what the goal is when Sebastian Chris comes back. I think the first couple of weeks will really show how that is. I think there's a lot of pressure on Savage as well. He's got Hopoardi, he's got Kotrick coming in as well. I don't know what the goal is with him. He's such a talent. I haven't heard any off-field issues, so I don't know what's going on. He makes his mistakes, but you could just see it. In that semi-final against Para a couple of years ago, he just split the defence straight through like it was nothing. Like He's just got such a good feel for the game attacking-wise. I just I wonder what's going on to make Sticky a bit nervous about him. He has so much raw talent. He strikes me as a person that is almost too good and he and he knows it and he and that type of person is what I would imagine the worst type of person for good old sticky Stewart. Yeah, he had his growing pains obviously as all young guns do. I do imagine it would be tough going from dominating juniors all up to first grade and then hitting that wall. I just think he needs to be patient. I think the best course for him would be to give him some more time in Reggie's. Yeah. Let him find his feet in the big boy leagues a bit more. Give Chevy that crack. Obviously, if Chevy's struggling, Savage is killing it. You can play that game. They're both super young. I just struggle to see where the points are coming from this year. Uh, I agree. Um, 
I just had a look at the contracts. Rapana, Whitehead, and Papali'i are all off contract at the end of 2024. So, I mean, uh, Papali'i, it sounds like he has a player option. I don't know. I don't think he will... I, I, gen, I think this might be his last year. If they lose all of those players at the end of this year, that is leaving a huge hole in their team. Rapana is a huge energy player. He's a pretty consistent winger. Obviously, he has his issues, but he's pretty good. Papali'i is... I mean, he's an origin level four. He is so good. Like He has been one of the most consistent forwards uh, of the last, what, six years? I would say six years. Queensland for the Raiders. He's one of those forwards that always comes up with a big play when you need it. I'm pretty sure he scored like a winning try in a semi-final or a prelim or he something. He scored the winning try against Bunny to get them into that yeah. grand final. Yeah, 100%. Um, also, Whitehead, I mean... Is he the captain of the team? If he's not, he's one of the top. I believe he's the captain. He, he must be. He is He is a great person for that team. Um, he He's one of those... He's, a, he's the perfect raider. He's rugged, he's tough, and he just gets in and does all the nitty-gritty, dirty work. He personifies what it means to be a raider in this Ricky Stewart era. Last year, they won so many close games. I don't think they won a game by more than 12 points. I do think they overachieved. I think with the loss of White and nah. all these unproven rookies, I think they will fall down to earth a bit more. I like Fogarty. I really do. I don't know if he can carry the, all this work. I think Weeks or Strange, one of them could jump in the halves with him. I just think that's going to be a learning curve for both of them, and I think they will struggle to score points. When I saw Fogarty playing last year, he had he had a good year. He had a good year. There was a few games where it came, and I mean, most of the games that the Raiders won came down to the wire. And when you need a half that ices games, Fogarty just wouldn't pull the trigger. I saw. I think it was against the Dolphins. I could be wrong. He had like three chances to like, like good chances to get a field goal to win the game, and he just would not take him. He kept running, or like he'd do a he he put a bomb up or something. And it's plays like that that when you're losing a player like Whiten that makes big plays, that makes a huge difference for your team. And it's putting so much pressure on one of the young guns to make a big play. He really needs to step up if the Raiders want any chance of doing anything with this competition this far, this year. I think the Ford pack will stay strong. I think they'll move up. Move up the field pretty well. They'll compete with other forwards. It's just the execution at the end of the sets that worry me. I think they'll be a grindy team, as Ricky Stewart's teams always are. Stewart will never let a team die. They're going into the season with the expectation that they're going to win, because that's how Ricky works. I just think they'll struggle to ice games at the end of, the end of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, not really much else to talk about. I will say, um, Smithies, I've heard really good things about him. I think he will end the season starting. I'm not sure where they'll put him, but I think they just, he just needs to find his footing and 
first grade. Same with Mariota, real worker. Will eventually take the pressure off Tarpany and Papali a bit more. I just think it's all a growing process. I think this will be a bridging year. I think they will come back. I just don't think it'll be this year. Yeah, Mariota is an absolute workhorse from what I saw last year. Um, the next team we're going to go through is the Dolphins. We have them at... Do we have them at 12th? Uh, we have them somewhere, 12th. Yeah, and they're in that middle of the pack in the bottom, eh? Um... They have such a stacked team. I just... The issue is, there are so many good teams this year. Like, it's hard to put them higher than this. Like, I'll run through their team. And it, like, it's so stacked. We have, at fullback, we have Hammer, who had a great season last year. Coming straight down from the Cowboys, where he couldn't even get a start. Starts at fullback, and he winds up being known as one of the most dangerous players in the comp. Um, on the wings, we have Jermaine Asako, another person who couldn't even get a start in the NRL side and then ends up being the top point, scorer, top point scorer and was it most tries? He was up there. He, 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 he topped two of, the, two of the point scoring categories anyway. Um, and we have either Jack Bostock or Tessie New. I believe they're going to start with Tessie New. We have heard rumours that Jack Bostock will start, and he is he's a very good player. I actually think that they should start with him. What do you think? I think they'll definitely... From all reports, Bostock is the man for the job. Obviously, we've seen how talented Tessie New can be. I just think the upside with Bostock, he's such a long-rangey player... I think it'll work more for a Wayne Bennett kind of side. You've seen how he goes with the uh, Corey Oates back in the day. Stuff like that. He likes his rangy wingers. We'll see how we go. I believe they'll start with Bostock on the wing. Yeah. Um, in the centres, these really excite me for the for the Finns. We've got Avarillo from the Bulldogs, who has so much untapped potential, it's ridiculous. And we have Herbie Farmworth, who... I mean... You can't really describe how good he is. What's that say? We've seen how he played with for the Broncos, and there's talk that he wasn't even the best setter on that team. In the grand final, Penrith's game plan was pretty obvious, and it was to absolutely smash Herbie Farmworth and Jesse Arthurs, and they both absolutely killed it through that defensive line. It was ridiculous. Um, at 5'8", we have we have Isaiah Katoa. Only because we don't really understand why you would start him all last year and drop him for Cody Nikarima. Um, that's, it's, it's one of those two. We're not really sure. Number 7, we have Sean O'Sullivan. Uh, in the prop positions, we have Jesse Bromwich and Tommy Flegler. Huge signing for the Finns. Probably one of the best players for the Broncos last year. Um, in the hooking role, we have Jeremy Marshall King. In my opinion, like he's their most important player. He looks they look so different without him last year. Um, in the back row, we have Felice Kafusi, Finn Diesel. Absolutely killed it last year. Absolutely love watching him play. And Kenny Bromwich in the other one. He might be fighting for his spot this year, I've got to say. They have a lot of depth in the back row. Yeah, and they're definitely an ageing roster. You've got 
your Limaloos, who I think will start on the bench. You've got your Aikens who are pushing to the door. He's not getting any younger. He was a stalwart for Melbourne, a good veteran signing last year. We'll see how he starts the year. I think there's a lot of pressure on a couple of the older boys here. But you've seen how Bennett works his magic with these guys. Wouldn't be surprised if these guys started a hot like they did last year. It's whether they can maintain that for a full season or not is the big question here. Yep. At lock, we've got Tommy Gilbert back. Absolute weapon. On the bench, we have Nick Arima. If he doesn't get the sixth roll, which we don't think he will. We have uh, Connor Lemuelu or Ewan Aitken. We'll discuss that later, whichever one we decide. Uh, Mark Nichols and Jared Wallace. Um, the first thing we want to discuss is, do we think Kenny Bromwich keeps his spot? I think he gets the first crack. I think he's been around. He's been there, done that. Internationals, he's won comps. He's done everything. I think they'll give him the go. And I think he would have to do something pretty bad. He'd have to have a really bad form to be dropped. I think he will end the season there. What happens next year is a completely different story. I I do believe this might be his last year. When you've got people like, I mean, you and Aiken, he the, should be starting. The real question is, where in the blue fuck does you and Aiken play? He is so talented. I've, he probably was one of the hardest running centers in the comp, playing for the Dragons. He's jumped around a bit. You've got to find somewhere for him. He's got such a high work rate. I I could not believe that I was struggling to find a spot for him in the side. The fact that he's jostling with a second-year player on the bench, it just it blows my mind. Last year, he was probably their best center and their best back row. And now it's very hard to find him a spot. I mean, Conor Lemuelu, he's young. He He's fucking good. He had a real good start to the year. He had a couple of head knock issues that we obviously will see how that goes. But he's a real goer. You can't drop Kafusi. He was the defensive leader of that side last year. Hmm. Putting shots on left, right and centre. Obviously, you're not going to drop Avarillo. You're not, not going to drop Herbie. You sign them for a reason. To sign them and chuck them in reserve grade makes zero sense. I think Aiken's going to have to battle the hard way. I think he's going to have to do his time in Reggie's, prove that he is a first grader, and just bang down that door. It sucks for him because, I mean, with what he's done so far, you would think he's established a first grade spot already. He is a product of Wayne Bennett finding great players from nowhere. It's not a, not that long ago that there was you could make the argument that you could fit you and Aiken in an origin side. Yep. He's just that kind of guy. He rolls his sleeves up, takes the hard carries. He's just such a strong ball carrier. I just, I, it's crazy how much has changed in the last 12 months. If you told me at the end of last year that he would be playing first grade, I would have said that you're the silliest sausage I've ever met in my life, but... I mean, if you told me last year that... Ham, uh, there's so many players. If you told me like at the beginning of last year that Asako was going to have a season like he did, I would have said fuck off because he did nothing for the Titans. The last time I watched Asako play before he signed with Gold Coast was him dropping the ball off a kickoff against the Falcons in the semi-final for reserve grade and costing them a semi-final. Yeah. Um, he, Wayne Bennett just, 
he just has a way with players. I actually listened to, uh, I think it was Andrew Webster who wrote a story. I uh, wrote the biography of, about him, and he was saying like he was just describing the connection that Wayne Bennett has with players. It just sounds ridiculous. Like he knows he knows these blokes like no one else knows them, and he brings the best out of them. Yeah, he's just he makes it so simple for them. He tells them exactly what he needs them to do. Doesn't need to do any more or any less. Just go out there and do exactly what he's asked for you. And that's just how you stay in first grade. And it just shows how much confidence Isako took from that. It will be interesting to see what centre pairing he has. I feel like if he wants to score some tries, you'd want Avrilo. He's such a good ball player. From what I've seen, I think Herbie will be on the outside of him. Obviously, lethal combination. I think their spine will struggle a little bit. They're still reasonably young. See what Katoa's development is. See if O'Sullivan's really ready to take that next step and lead a team. Battled with a couple of injuries last year that really stagnated the Dolphins. I think they'll start hot again. Whether or not they can continue that is out for debate. I think they'll be a middle-of-the-pack team this year. Yeah, um... I agree. Their spine needs to take a step up. Hammer has done that. The halves haven't. I will say, Sean O'Sullivan, great guy. At a, at a work party I went to at the end of last year, uh, the company sponsors the Redcliffe Dolphins, and Sean O'Sullivan was up there when I got called up to do a dance for a uh, signed jersey. And um, the only thing that stopped me from winning was the fact that he told me to do the fin, and I said, I can't, I support the Titans. And uh, that was probably a deciding factor. Yeah, I don't think we'll be having Sullivan on our potty anytime soon. <laughs> we'll have to make some amends there first, but I really do hope that he can take that next step. He proved how good he was playing for Penrith when Cleary was out. It's just whether or not they can put a full season together, which concerns me. I think their forwards are ageing. Outside of Flegler and Gilbert, I wouldn't be surprised if they take a step back. It's up to these young forwards who are pushing in the lower grades to see if they can keep them on their toes. Even with Nichols and Wallace, they're not the youngest cows in the herd. I just, I'm not too sure how they're going to go this year. They're a real surprise packet for me again. They could finish anywhere from top eight to bottom four, and I wouldn't be surprised either way. I agree. Um, obviously, their centres, we think they're pretty set in stone. Yeah, uh, Valens Tavare is a centre. He's also big enough to play back row, which adds more of a question between their back row in their back row situation. They've got Lemuelu and Aitken fighting for a bench spot, if you ask me, and Valens Tavare is, like, he's in his, what, second year of rugby league? Yeah, he's barely been playing the sport in total. He really stepped up for me. He had that interaction with Bennett, told him to drop a few kegs, really took that on board, made the effort, did what he needed to do to drop the weight. He's looking really fit coming into the year. I just don't see a spot in first grade for him. I don't think a year in reserve grade would do him any real harm. He just really needs to show that he is ready to go for the next couple of years. Yeah, 100% agree with that. Yeah, well, I think that's all we have to talk about the Dolphins this uh, for this year. Look, you can never count them out when you have Wayne Bennett. I just think that so many teams that are already in the top eight have continued to get better. 
and teams that were on the outside looking in have made the necessary steps to take that next step into finals footy. Anyway, going on to our final team of this episode, we have the mighty Gold Coast Titans. Who knows? They've had an up and down season last year, but I think they have made some good additions and made some really good decisions heading into this year. Their starting lineup, our opinion, is looking like Jaden Campbell at fullback. You got Sammy and Carl Pereira on the wings. Brian Kelly and Mr. AJ Brimson in the centres. You got Foran and Tanner Boyd in the halves. Fodawaker and Tino, really strong up front with Verrills at number nine. Got the returning Bo Furmore coming back off his ACL injury, I believe, with Fafita, the meter eater. And then we have Aaron Clark. He does have some off-field discretion, so we'll see how that plays out. But if that comes back clear, he but I believe he will be the number 13. And the bench rounding out will be Chris Randall, Isaac Liu, Palacia and Stimson. One thing I will say is that Casey Haas finished the year really strong and had a really good year in reserve grade. So I would not be surprised if he took that final position from Joe Stimson. Anyway, I'll leave the floor to you, Caleb. How do you think the mighty Titans are looking this year, mate? Uh, yeah, obviously a lot to uh, unpack from this team. Last year, I won't lie, I was very high on the Gold Coast Titans. Obviously, born on the Gold Coast, I'm a Titan supporter. Um, I love them with all my heart. I was very high on them last year, and they disappointed me yet again. Not surprising that the reason that they fell off was their defense. It's... I mean, I like Justin Holbrook as a coach, but I do feel that... I mean... We don't struggle to score points. That's clear, right? Um, we just would just lose so many games in the second half, and that just it correlates to me a lack of toughness and our effort just like dwindling in the second half. I truly believe Des Hasler will change that, and that could be just me being extremely hopeful. But um, talking about the team changes, we have. Obviously, Jaden Campbell at fullback from the very beginning. He is he is electric. He is a smaller body. I mean, Brimo's small, but he's a bit more solid. Jaden Campbell is small. He, he but he's just so electric in attack. I think he is going to absolutely kill it at fullback. A lot of people questioning his like defensive read slash like effort. Um. I think that'll change with Desi Hazler. If you look at the fullbacks that Desi Hazler's coach, Ben Barber, Dalian Medal, uh, one of the most incredible individual performances in a year in 2012 for the Bulldogs. Um, and also Tommy Turbo in 2021, absolutely, it's probably the same thing. One of the most incredible individual performances for a season. He, like... He knows how to coach a fullback, and he knows what to what to get them to do. I'm hoping he instills that in Jaden Campbell. Obviously, Jaden Campbell being at fullback pushes AJ Brimson into the centres. Now, I AJ Brimson, he deserves some incredible raps because obviously he's been open. Fullback is his preferred position. 
He doesn't like 5'8". Center's a new position for him. Like, the fact that he is willing to stay in this team, and don't I'm not complaining. I He is one of my favorite players. I love AJ Brimson. Absolutely tremendous bloke. Never met him, but I assume he would be. Um, he Him going from fullback to center for the better of the team is just... Like, I love him for it. I hope that he thrives there, and I think he will. He's going to be a roving centre, if you if you ask me. Like, I mean, he's not turbo standard, but if you can correlate him, his position to turbo in origin, in, uh, like, 2021, 2022, whatever year it was, um, that's what I think it is. Oh, it would have been 2021. Um... Another change is Bo Firma coming back. Now, when before he did his ACL last year, he was in talks. He, I mean, he was brought into Origin Camp, I believe, but he was definitely in talks too if he wasn't. He is, like, a great player. I, I absolutely love everything he does. Now, he was on the left-hand side. Fafida obviously has taken that role next to Kieran Foran, who has brought the best out of Dave Fafida. I don't know what side he's going to come back to, you would think that Fafida having his probably his best season so far is going to keep the left-hand role outside of Kieran Foran. Both of them are probably more of the play style that can play either side. Uh, what do you reckon, Jack? Yeah, look, I'd say so. Uh, Fafida's combination with Foran was a real revelation for Gold Coast last year. We've said it a million times. said it to the cows come home. They have no issue scoring tries. They're one of the more exciting teams to watch, especially when you add Campbell at the back. As you said, absolute live wire. Got a second year of Carl Pereira, so he's put on some size. Hope it's not too much size. Don't want to take away from his pure speed he has. But we'll see how that goes. Be interesting to see how they use Brimo. I assume it'll be a roving centre role, kind of like how Turbo played in Origin a couple of years back. That's how I would do it. I feel like he's a bit of a waste of talent just sitting there on the left-hand or right-hand side. It would make sense for me that he'd be sitting on the outside of Fafita. But I feel like he'll play both sides. Furmore coming back, look, before he got hurt, he was the best back rower for Gold Coast. Obviously, Fafita's had one of his strongest years he's had in first grade. So we'll see how he comes back. I feel like he'll be back taking those hard carries, getting his hands dirty... My concern for Gold Coast is just how their spine will combine. Obviously, Foran's getting a bit older. not once what he was with Manly. He seems to pick up a new injury every game. Fingers crossed that he has a healthy season. Be interested to see how Tanner Boyd goes second year, full halfback reigns. He doesn't do anything wrong, but... I don't think he does anything to knock your socks off. He does his job. He leads the team around. I feel like under Desi, have that confidence instilled in him that he can do the job. I hope he can pick it up. We'll see how he goes. And your lock position concerns me a little bit. I see Isaac Liu more as a bench forward coming on after a half hour. Before any of Clark's off-field indiscretions, <laughs> I would have picked him for my 13. I think he fits in. He's a big body. He's got good ball playing. 
obviously you could move Tino into 13. I just think that leaves Gold Coast's forwards a bit skinny on the bench. I'm not too sure what they got coming into the ranks. But if we're going off the 17 that we've just spoken on, including Clessy Hart, I think it's a bit skinny. It'll be good to see if we can get some pressure taken off Tino. I feel like he has so much attacking upside, but we don't get to see it because he's just forced to roll his sleeves up for 80 minutes. Well, he's working his dick to the bone all game, mate. Um, look, being a Titan supporter, Tino, I would literally drop my pants for him. I absolutely love that cunt. <laughs> um, he is, like, he is undeniably the hardest working person in our team and I just love everything for him. I love that we signed him young and he is sticking to his guns. He really believes in our team and he wants to win a premiership for the Titans, which is more than we can say has been done since we joined the club. I mean, we have never had a person believe in our team that much, especially from a young age. Coming from Melbourne, where he just won a premiership, like it's, it's, it fucking shows his character really. Um, he signed for unders too, like he re-signed for unders. Same with Fafita. Uh, talking about Boyd, I like Tanner Boyd. <laughs> I think he does a job. I think there's plenty of room for improvement, and he seemed to warm into the role a bit more. You obviously got Mister Weaver. Mm who probably has a better kicking game. But in my opinion, I feel like Tanner Boy can lead a team a bit better. But I'm happy to be proven wrong. I am also happy to be proven wrong in saying that I do like Tom Weaver. One of our biggest things last year was that we would... We cannot kick the ball. Foreign will probably break, like, dislocate his knee if he kicks more than 20 metres. And Tanner Boyd, he can convert like there's no tomorrow. Probably one of the best conversion kickers we've ever had in that team. But for some reason, whenever we're stuck in our half, we cannot kick into the other team's half. It is ridiculous. That game where we were versing the Redcliffe Dolphins, I was there in the Redcliffe supporters uh, section. The first half, we were leading 26-0, right? I was feeding those Finn supporters. That came back to bite me in the ass because no matter how much pressure we were in, we could not kick further than their 40-meter line, and that proved throughout the whole season. Tanner Boyd, he just needs to learn. I mean, I know he's young. He's like 23. He just needs to control the game better. Kieran Foran is a 5'8", and he always has been. No matter how much he knows about the game, he doesn't have that halfback aspect to him, I don't believe. Um, I've seen Tom Weaver play in reserve grade. I really like what I see, and I'm really hoping... I mean, what I hope is that Desi makes it hard enough for Tom Weaver to break the team that he really has to prove himself to actually get in there. All we got to do is that pretend that the Dragons are the Raiders. <laughs> Weaver kills it. 
and then boom, he's over there, and you get Benny Hunt. Like I said earlier, I'd like <laughs> I like that. I like that, but I could see. But that. but let me say this: we are we getting rid of another good half that we could have for a long period of time? Well, you're in that funny situation where you got your big three, which I would say is AJ, Fafida, Tino. Yep. Are any of them older than 26? No. No, exactly. So you're in that funny position where they haven't really hit their athletic prime, but they've been in first grade long enough that you can't call it a continuous rebuild. So do you want to make a big move and try and get Benny Hunt halfway through the year? And play around with combinations, moving into finals. Because I don't know if you have that luxury to uh, integrate a new person in June. I think that this year is going to be such a tight race that you spend November to February, sorry, working out how your team's going to be structured. And I think you need to find some attack outside of those three. I agree. I... I personally think, I mean, I think our wingers are set. I think Philip Sami is a fucking gun. I think and that he is proved himself so much last year. Outside of teabagging Mr. Gutherson, <laughs> I don't have any issues with him. That took a while to get over, but I'm an unbiased commentator here. I think if him and Khan Pereira swapped edges... I think Sammy would score a few more tries. I yeah. think he'd be leading the try scorer race. Carl Pereira, if I'm not wrong, he scored 15 to 20 tries last year in his rookie season. Yeah. And that was with a million little mistakes in his game. 100%. Um, I think Sammy was actually unlucky to not make the Queensland... I mean, Queensland's backs are obviously stacked. But I think Sammy did enough to actually make the team. Um, that's how good he was playing. That's all I'll say. I really think they're set. Brian Kelly is a great player, but he's so inconsistent. If we could get a center that is just that just not even, I mean, if we could get a star center that's better, but there's not really that many on the it's market. It's also at the moment. tough when you have your top players on so much money. Yeah. Yes, they took unders, but that unders isn't 400k, it's still 900k. We also have Keanu Keeney, who actually saw on debut at Magic Round last year, didn't we, mate? When uh, Titans decided to absolutely destroy Parramatta by two points. I'm struggling to remember that game. (laughs) Yeah, I've got this weird medical condition that's called Don't Remember When Parramatta Loses. (laughs) I'm trying to figure that one out, but yeah, um, I'll take your word for that one. Uh, It was a great last game for Magic Round last year. Were you even at the game? I couldn't Uh, hear you say anything. I had no voice. I I could not yell. It was actually ridiculous. But, um... Yeah, he made his debut last year, and from what... Oh, he tears the fucking shit up in, in reserve grade. He is so good. Like, I, the only thing is, I don't think you can play anywhere other than fullback. Jaden Campbell, same deal. You could tuck him in 14 and have him rover around the middle, but he's also not the biggest lad in the world. No, he's small. Uh, yeah, you've got too much plus, of a good problem with fullbacks. Chrissy Randall is, I think he is the perfect 14. I think 
that you could put him at 13 if you were in a pinch. I, I completely agree. I think, like, he is the unsung hero for last we year. We remember how much work he did when he was playing for Newcastle. He was putting in the work when Brayley was injured. Yeah, he, and he did more at the Titans. Like, he literally did. He reminds me a little bit of Cam McInnes. He's also, like, 900% better looking than Cam McInnes. <laughs> oh, I think Cam McInnes would be beautiful to snuggle with. <laughs> if anyone has an idea, please let me know. I'd love to find out for myself. But Cam, I love your work. You're one of my favourite players to watch. Yeah, you love the good work. Chrissy Randall, I've got a photo with you. You're sexy, mate. <laughs> Alrighty. I think if we can keep Brimo as that roving centre and give him opportunities to do the Joey Manus, to do the Origin Turbos, I think... Gold Coast will put a number on teams as whether they can keep their defence up will always be the question. I just hope Desi... I think Desi fixes that. The one thing that I think that Justin Holbrook lacked was he didn't seem to have that, like, fear factor in the team. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. I I just... Like, our team... if, If a team, like... What's the word... If if they like um, respect that coach, the coach that they have, I struggle to believe that they give up a twenty six point lead in one half. It's it's tough because I think Holbrook did a lot of good things for the team. He has. They got them into a position where they were competitive because they did have a few years where they were a bit lackluster. D- I just think it'll be good to get more of a hard nosed coach like Hasler. But I think looking back in history, we will learn to. Uh, Appreciate all that Holbrook did for them. I feel like he was done hard by getting sacked mid-year. I didn't agree, but I do think it was good for them to get a coach like Hasler, who has gotten the best out of outside backs. I completely agree. I like. I don't agree with Holbrook getting sacked mid-year. There's one positive that I think came of it, and that's the fact that it made me realise that the Titans, as a whole, as a club finally realise that they don't want to be mediocre. Like, I can't count how many times we have got from, like, 9th to 12th. Or 9th. Like, we have been mid-pack so many times. We also have, what, two or three wooden spoons? Like, it's You've ridiculous. You've got a couple. My issue is, 1 through 7, I'm struggling to see a good defender. Oh, uh, I agree. I... Kelly is... N- all right. Brimo hasn't defended at centre. But if you're having someone like kick out, running at four and all game... It's bad news. It's a lot of effort for your back rowers to cover that. Whether or not Des Hasler has more defensive schemes up his pocket, he reminds me a bit of the Mad Hatter. Oh, bro. I think he's, he's mad- been locked in a room with a whiteboard going over every possible scenario. I think we will see some improvement in Gold Coast. Unfortunately, I believe that too many other teams have made enough improvements in their team for them to push in the top eight. But I feel like the 12th to 6th position, even 13 to 6, I think is a race. Yeah, I agree. I think um, Des Hasler's preparation for this role as the head coach for the Gold Coast Titans was uh, similar to Heath Ledger's preparation for the Dark Knight as the Joker. He locked himself in a dark room for, th- for a month and uh, 
we're going to get an Academy Award performed from Desi, whether yeah. or not Gold Coast perform or not. We're going to stay optimistic here. I think they will be one of the better attacking teams in the comp. It's just whether or not their defence can hold up, which we begs to see. I mean, as Jack said, and I know we've been over it, I I mean, if I'm being honest, my my biggest issue about the team is our lock. Because Aaron Clark is solid, but if you look at all the top teams, you've got the Broncos have Paddy Carrigan, arguably the best lock in the game right now. You think of the top five teams... Outside of Melbourne, even Josh King is super-duper-duper rock-solid. But they're lacking in forwards. Yeah, but you got Yo, you got Murray, you got Radley, top-tier, Carrigan. Carrigan. Yeah, a bit lower, you got Hopgood, who made that massive leap last year. you got Cowboys, who have Taumalolo. you got Cotter coming through there. Cotter, he's a lock, pretty much. you got Finucane and McInnes, who are the two of the biggest workhorses in the comp. Literally, and we have... We have we are really lacking in that position. Even if you go into the lower tier teams that we've gone over, the Bellons are workhorse, Horsburghs are workhorse, Gilberts are workhorse. Like maybe we like I I think the Titans should go for a lock. If I was the Gold Coast Titans in the off season, the Bellons, and I saw Curran was floating around without a team to go for, I would you would have I would have gone for Curran. Yeah, I would have gone for Curran. Like, but Clark has proved that given the opportunity, he can excel. Fingers crossed that these little off-field discretions, we move past him and he's ready and fit for round one. Because I really like the impact that Liu, Palacio, Haas, Stimson can make impact in that middle half to give Tino a bit of a rest. Because hmm. I think Tino with 60 minutes is a lot better than Tino with, in, with 80 minutes. 100%. Like, we've, we've gone over it. Tino has... He works his... Dick to the bone in and, our game. And even though we've been talking about Tino, we can't forget about Fodawaka. He's an all-level no. front rower. Fodawaka. So that first 20 minutes of Fodawaka and Tino, they punch through that line. It's when they go off that Gold Coast struggle to push past the advantage line. And it just puts all that pressure on Tanner Boyd and Foran, whose kicking games that may leave a bit to be designed. And I just put them on the back foot because instead of defending in the op- in their own end, making teams push through that first four, three, four tackles, getting out into their own half, their stats are starting in the 30 and then five tackles later, they're 40 metres out from their line. They can put that attacking bomb in the corner mm. and it's just Gold Coast's backs against the wall. And yes, they can produce something out of nothing, but it is way too much to expect of Campbell, Brimo, Fafita to always pull something out of their bag to get Gold Coast out of trouble. 100%. Um, on Mo Waker, we had... I mean, we could score 40 points in the game and still lose the game last year. That's how bad our defence was at some times. Waker, off almost every uh, restart of the game, off every kickoff, he'd run 100 metres before he'd even get the ball. So that man is working overtime... To get us as many meters off the kickoff as possible, um, he needs. He can do that, and I get puffed after about a solid set of D grade Ostag. I gotta respect it, but they do need that extra impact. We do coming off the bench. A hundred percent. Yeah. The only other thing is we have Stimson at number seventeen, but I do believe. I mean. We don't really have Simpson at number 17. I think we have Cleese Haas. And you've got to remember Tino's brother... 
Isaac. Isaac, I believe. Yeah. He's coming in the ranks. You've got some young forwards coming in. It's just, I think this year comes down to your spine. It does. Verrills has been good. He was the starting hooker for a premiership winning side a couple of years ago in the Roosters when Friend was out. He's just... Consistency and making sure that he is injury-free is the biggest concern for me. Yeah, uh, I mean, I agree. Verrills is a is a vital part of our attack. He's got a great running game. Uh, if he can stay healthy, I mean, he he like our attack just improves by levels. If you ask me. Um, he just adds that uncertainty which you need the defense to have. It's not just that. If he underperforms, we know that Randall will do a job there. But I feel like Gold Coast are kind of relying on Verrills to have that impact so they can use Clark and they can use Randall as utility options. But I guess we'll see. We never know what Hazler's going to pull out. Yeah. Uh, well, he's got the two hottest hookers in the league to play uh, uh, in Verrills and Randall. Do you agree with that? Oh, I don't know. Brendan Hands is a good-looking bloke. Yeah, but Joey Lusick, mate. Oh, Joey Lusick. We'll get into Joey Lusick a bit later. <laughs> if we start talking about Parramatta now, this episode will go for four hours, and that will just be on Dylan Brown. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, that's our, that wraps up our first six teams. Uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll have uh, the next episode coming out. It'll be in the next... We'll probably couple of days. Couple of days. Hopefully, we'll be going over our, our the top few on the bottom eight, and then the top bottom few on the top eight. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. Adios.